Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, all so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs today. Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and this week I am sitting down with a conversation with Karen and Curtis Herbert, and it's a wonderful conversation, and it's particularly a good one for you to listen to if you're a mom who's got high school students or you've got young adult college students because what they do is specialize in helping women in particular be able to move through these challenging transitions of life. So I hope that you really enjoy our conversation and I look forward to seeing you on the flip side. Hello, this is Christina Simmons with the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. And today I have a very special episode in which I have a couple who are here and they are focusing upon something that many of us will struggle with, which is a life transition. And they particularly focus upon empty nesting. So I'm really looking forward to being able to talk with them. And without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves, where you are, and a little bit about yourselves. Thank you so much, Christina. My name is Karen Herbert, and um, I've been married to Curtis Herbert for 21 years. We live in uh, the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. We have three young adult children, currently between the ages of 17 and 20. And uh, we are the founders of Thamelios Coaching, LLC. We work with empty nesting or almost empty nesting moms to manage that transition and really find the treasure that is waiting for them in the next season of life. Uh-huh. Curtis? This is my husband, Curtis. <laughs> Hi, Christina. So I, um, I, was, uh, I was a lawyer for 20 years. And um, Karen started the coaching business. And at a certain point, uh, she invited me to go get my training and, and to join her in that. So I accepted that invitation. And that's where we are today. Uh, that's wonderful uh, to be able to have couples doing this together, um, because I think so often uh, we miss out on other perspectives, uh, especially during these life transitions. And so I'm, I'm just going to take a gander, uh, but uh, how is it that you decided that you were going to focus upon empty nesting? That's a great question. And actually, it was one that we uh, really went back and forth around for quite some time. And we were generally interested in working with uh, people in midlife who are in a similar situation that we're in right now. And we just found ourselves running into all these clients who were 
empty nesting or almost empty nesting moms. So it's almost like the the demographic presented itself to us in, in who was coming to us and who we found that we really loved working with very much. Mm. So what appeals to you about this particular you know, time of life? Um, you know, you, you made mention of the fact of the treasure that awaits us. Um, so how would you describe that for somebody who right now they're looking at maybe the first one is going off to college and they're just going, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, how, how would you respond to them and, and kind of start to break open this idea of, of the treasure that awaits? Sure. Well, I'll share a little bit and then I, I won't hog the mic. I'll let Curtis share as well. For me, I feel like this is such an exciting season of life mm. because there's so much experience and wisdom mm. and we have just been through, it doesn't matter who you are, you've been through challenges, you've had struggles, you've grown in the process, mm. you've gained so much wisdom from getting to this stage of your life. And, and now, nowadays, there's much more of life as well to enter into. And it's, it's just such an exciting season of possibility to mm -hmm. take all that wisdom and bring it in um, a very personal way to make a unique contribution to the world, the, the only we can bring as mm -hmm. individuals, as, as unique as we are. Uh yeah, and it's just such an exciting time of life uh, because you you aren't who you were 20 years ago. And because part of that midlife transition is understanding that what you expected in your 20s, well, maybe it didn't turn out that way, but but that's fine. That can be great. And there and it's a time of looking forward to the opportunities. It's a time of of leveraging your wisdom and experience as a as a mother as a spouse and, and using that to uh to to dive into your own identity so you can bring your contribution to the world and one thing in particular about this group is that um so, so often you know the world has a plan for you mm -hmm. the culture has a plan for you yep. uh, your family has a plan for you uh, maybe you've been serving the family really hard for 20 years and now they're really excited because you can serve them in new ways going forward. And that's so great. But wait a minute. You know, you have you have to live your own life. That is what God has put in you, in your heart and uh, to, to bring that into the world and, and to to recognize that, you know what? God made you. And God made you as a mother, uh, and this is uh, this is the group we work with. And if you're not a mom, that's great too, okay? But if that was your vocation and that's what happened, but you you have other identities in God and in yourself to to bring forward, and and it's it's up to you to cooperate with with what God's bringing you to to make it all happen. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so one of the things, again, you know, you, you talked about identity and how so often 
especially in our in our culture today, we identify with, you know, our identity is attached to what we do. You know, so I'm a mom. So this is my identity. And yet there's so much more to who we are than what it is that we do. And it doesn't devalue at all, you know, the reality of our motherhood, you know, or our fatherhood. Um, so, you know, you, you made mention about, you know, kind of reconnecting with that, with that sense of identity and, and what it is that um, you're being called to, uh, God's calling you to. What might the process look like if someone who comes to you and says, you know, I'm really kind of trying to make my, you know, figure out my way here. What would, what would you be doing with them? How, how would you help them? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the first things we do is is to create that distinction between who you are and the roles that you play in mm-hmm. life. And, and sometimes it, it is very easy to conflate those, as you said. And sometimes it, that is one reason why some people struggle with this transition, because the, this very significant and understandably important role is shifting. Mm-hmm. And it becomes an identity issue for right. some of us, understandably, because we have practically invested so much time and energy and personal involvement and emotion in the raising of our family. Right. Um, but there is more to the human person. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to, to disconnect who you are a little bit from the roles that you play. One of the ways we do that is we have a pretty serious values process of inviting people to redefine who they are through the lens of values. And, um, and we have to do it in a very specific way because the arenas that you serve in and the roles that you play are actually not your values. You bring your values to your family. You bring your values to your work. You bring your values to your service. But um, there's a process of coming to reconnect with who you are in all of those different situations and what you bring that is so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Um, in my own work, and we were talking about it before we got on, um, I speak to people about three layers of their vocation of who they are, what they are, and where they are. Um, and, you know, so coming from a, a faith-based per- perspective, of course, that first call is that respond to God's, you know, invitation to enter into relationship with him and to and to become fully who he created us to be, to become holy. Um, And then, you know, our roles, those state of life, um, you know, are the ones that we tend to be most familiar with. But then so often we will merge that personal mission uh, with the role that we are. And so I love that you're taking people through this evaluation, you know, this process that allows them to be able to recognize the values that they brought into for example, motherhood, and 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 playing and, and and moving through that, but it was rooted in the values that they had to begin with. So, going back and, and recapturing those. So, once you you take people through this values process, you know, and being able to identify these, what what else do you, do you help people do? Well, Christina, what, one thing I really liked a lot about your book was how you you identified 
the personal mission with the, your personal strengths mm -hmm. and values and, and what you like to do, mm -hmm. what you're good at. And that's all part of creating that personal mission. And we completely agree. We have a different approach for helping people see all those things. Right. But that's, that's really central to finding your unique contribution that you're going to make and developing your sense of personal mission. And one, one thing that's very important uh, to, to realize, and, and really, I think this is especially important for people uh, with a strong spiritual orientation, is that we discover ourselves in action. Mm -hmm. We see it's when we're in action that we start to really understand, oh, okay, these are my values. Th these are my strengths. And we start to understand um, wh what's next. And, and then we can start to receive what the Holy Spirit is bringing us. We can start to understand the lights that are be giving, being given to us. And uh, sometimes we, we can fall into this very, uh, incorrect, but, but understandable idea that, you know, if we're going to pray and it's going to come to us or that, you know, that mission is going to come to us and we're going to see the end game and we're going to make a direct beeline for it. But uh, it, it didn't, didn't always work for the Israelites to head straight for the objective. You know, they had to, they had to uh, shift their uh, orientation a few times and, and that can, definitely be the case for us as well. Absolutely. And um, what you're describing so beautifully is uh, discernment uh, in a nutshell, uh, where we come to a greater awareness of an issue or something that is, you know, there that we have to address, come to that deeper understanding. But the only way that we can, you know, be able to really discern, to really make that choice is to take action and then to see, okay, is this this right or is that the wrong way? Uh, or do we need to turn around and go that way, you know, like the Israelites, you know, did. Um, and so beautiful, uh, beautiful analogy. So you work to help people discern what's next. Is that kind of summarize it? We do. We 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 call it exploring. Okay. And um, we really invite people to always be exploring, exploring mm -hmm. what's next, what uh, what might be possible for mm -hmm. them to to step out and get the feedback. And as you were just saying, to maybe make a turn, go the other way. But it's in that action of exploring that we get the information we need and we start to, as you said, have the awareness that we need to make our choices. And mm -hmm. sometimes that what happens, I think, is um, in this particular phase of transition, we get stuck. I was just speaking with someone this morning who was saying, well, I, I can't even really think about what I want or my next moves because I don't know what my young adult is doing and they're in flux. So therefore I'm, I'm in flux. Right. And I just said, well, you're, you're part of the, of the puzzle here. You right. are part of the pieces that are moving here. And so instead of hanging back and waiting for all of the other pieces to get settled before you make a step forward, 
you need to step forward and put yourself right there in the mix with everyone else. Because I know as moms, we wait for everyone else to make their choices and we put ourselves last. Mm -hmm. But it's so powerful when we allow ourselves to be in the picture and to be part of all those moving pieces. Well, uh, one of the things that uh, you you, uh, you express that you guys like to work with is being able to help people take that mom guilt, that perfectionism, and really move into self-compassion. And I think that's a, a perfect example of exactly how that might work, um, is that we have to be compassionate with ourselves so much so that we're willing to go ahead and step out and say, this is where I feel I'm being led. And you guys can react to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, exactly. Um, I I, I like how you call it exploring. Um, So is there a particular reason why you chose exploring as kind of that metaphor uh, for people? Well, we were really struggling a little bit because um, we we noticed that one of the traps that people can fall into is is just wandering, Mm -hmm. just doing the next thing, either from the cultural expectations or the expectations of people around us. Um, just doing, well, I guess this is what I should be doing now with this season of my life. And, and that's a tremendous trap. And, and yet we feel like there really are a lot of moving pieces in this Mm -hmm. season. And, and it's very challenging if you were trying to make, say a strategic plan or, you know, make the step A, B, C, D, and then I will get here because it's, it's not the kind of situation where you can do that. So exploring really captured what we felt like the experience was. And it also, it, it also adds to that analogy of you're looking, you're looking for some treasure and there's various ways to get there. And you might be surprised even along the way at the treasures that you find, but when you're exploring, you're taking those steps and you're seeking the treasure you're, you're taking action. Yeah, and Christina, the it, it, exploring is a great counterpart to the planning mentality. And mm-hmm. so often, um, our often our experience is that we know how to plan things. We know how how to anticipate the details. We know how to plan for contingencies, but but for the big the big objectives in life, um, often don't succumb to planning. Mm-hmm. They require experimentation and trial and error. And, you know, this is often what can be so disappointing in the spiritual life is mm-hmm. we're bringing a planning exploration model, or excuse me, we're bringing a planning game to an, to what needs, what we need to do is an exploration. And, you know, the reason I was struggling, because all I could think of we're bringing a knife to a gunfight. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just completely it, not going to work. No, it, it's absolutely true. Um, and uh, so I, I love the fact that, you know, the other part is, is that when you explore, you're being intentional. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're bringing intentionality yes. to, you know, to what it is that you're about. And the intentionality might be for one thing, and it turns out to be something else. But the fact is that you were intentional about doing it because you wanted to see if it would take you to A or to B. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
you're, you're absolutely right that so often we just kind of, and, and I think it's not just midlife, but I think so often it's at other points in our life that we'll get into this kind of, oh, this is the next thing that comes. And this is, you know, um, and we don't live with an intentionality. We, and we lose our purpose. And that's what is so, uh, so appealing to me about the work that you guys are doing is because you're helping people be able to discover that deep, deep purpose that they knew and were passionate about. And then kind of kids, family, you know, didn't get in the way, but it kind of put it on pause for many people. And so this is an opportunity to be intentional about recapturing the essence of, you know, who it is that we are to, you know, our, our stories were continuing to be written as we're, as we're moms, you know, and, and taking care of our families. But now for us to not have necessarily someone else writing, you know, writing in notes, but we get to be the main author again. Um, and uh, so it's absolutely beautiful. Um, so if somebody wanted to work with you guys, what, what might that look like? How, how might they get in touch with you? Um, and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, do you work with people just as needed or, you know, do you have a, a process or a program or explain a little bit more? Oh, thank you so much for asking. We do work individually with clients and, and we do enjoy that. One of our, our, our central hopes and dreams we are starting to bring to fruition, which is a group or a community program mm. where um, women who are entering the empty nest can share the transition and the transformation together and they can walk through the process with other women in the same place in life. And that has been so fulfilling mm -hmm. for us. And yeah. it's been very effective for the women who are going through the program. We call it the Life in Abundance Coaching Program. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're very excited to continue to grow the program. I think if anyone has an interest probably the best thing to do is to email us. Mm -hmm. It's Karen and Curtis okay. at THML coaching. Right. com. That's Karen and Curtis at THML coaching.com. Super. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people can get in touch with you guys. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, not at all. So um, you guys have such a diversity of backgrounds, uh, you know, and you bring such a wealth of your own wisdom and experience, you know, to, to your coaching. And it's, it's something that so often we forget that the church herself tells us that we aren't to do this alone. We're supposed to be in relationship with others. And they're, is, as you said, to, you know, the, the group dynamic and to be able to walk in community, um, but especially to be able to have someone that we can turn to, ask those questions, and we're being intentional about how we go about, you know, discerning what comes next, um, because, you know, use your own, own words, uh, you know, it is a treasure that awaits uh, people, and that's absolutely beautiful. Um, before we kind of, I, I can't believe we've already, <laughs> we've already been spending time we're already at the end of our time. But um, if there was any piece of wisdom 
uh, that, that you would like to share uh, with people, you know, before we kind of sign off that you could leave with people uh, to, to think about what would it be? Do you mind Curtis if I, <laughs> if I answer this one? <laughs> I just, what's on my heart is I've talked to so many women who, who are stuck in the, in the midst of this transition. And it's hard for them to see the treasure. It's mm -hmm. hard for them to even believe it's possible. It's hard for them to make wishes for themselves, mm -hmm. for their, for their life, because they haven't done it in so long. So I would just want to say it is possible. It is possible for you. There is abundance. There mm -hmm. is treasure in the next season. There's a lot of life and God has a very special plan for each of you for these very special years. So look to God and listen to the Holy Spirit and, and believe there is a, a very abundant treasure for you. Uh, that's absolutely gorgeous. I, I so appreciate that. And, you know, it, it's something that regardless, again, of what stage in life you are, um, there is treasure uh, in all of it. And so uh, what, a, what a beautiful piece of wisdom for us to hold on to, uh, regardless of whether or not we feel like we're stuck uh, where we are or whether or not we're continuing through. Um, that is the goal, uh, to find the treasure in the field and uh, to be able to experience the abundance of it. And so it's been such a joy uh, to be able to spend time with both of you today. And thank you so much for uh, all the work that you're doing. Uh, it is so, so needed. Uh, we all need people to walk with and to accompany uh, us on the journey. And so I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are out there and you're doing this. So once again, this is Christina Simmons with the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed our conversation with both Karen and Curtis. And I'm looking forward to being able to continue these conversations in the future so that you may be able to continue to do whatever it takes so that you can be able to tell the master of death not today. Everyone have a blessed day and look forward to more conversation again soon. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from the conversation that I just had with Karen and Curtis? Well, one of them is for you to actually examine your life Take the time and look and see, are you distinguishing between who you are and the roles of life that you're having to embody? Um, so looking at that, diving a little bit more into your identity, uh, perhaps doing the M-Code assessment, the Motivation Core assessment, uh, in order to help you be able to discern ever more rightly. And then the other is do a real good examination of whether or not you might need additional help like what Curtis and Karen offer. And if so, reach out, especially join their free Facebook group and see whether or not what they have to offer you is what you need so that you aren't stuck. I want to just take a brief moment to invite you to a new initiative that I'm going to be involved with uh, throughout the month of June, and it's the OSV Innovation Talks Sunday podcast series. 
OSV is the Our Sunday Visitor Innovation Talks. They have an entire series similar to TED Talks in which they have uh, different people who have shared innovative ideas about how it is that we can be living out our faith and also how we can be bringing it to life within our parish communities, our families, and our neighborhoods. So I have the opportunity to interview and to have conversation with some of these uh, speakers each week. I'm going to be publishing on Sundays in June. I'm going to be publishing these podcasts, but then I'm going to be hosting a conversation to go deeper into those podcast conversations and the ideas that are presented. So make sure to go and join my email list at sayyestoholiness.com to be able to make sure that you get notified of the OSV Innovation Talk Sunday podcast series, or go ahead and join smartcatholics.com and join the Say Yes to Holiness group, because there you'll be able to get access to the Zoom link to be able to jump in to those conversations. And then also we'll be hosting it on Clubhouse. So make sure to go and register for my weekly newsletter so that you can get the information to be able to sign up and participate in these conversations throughout the month of June. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes or message me through the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness through my website at www.sayyestoholiness.com or send an email directly to me at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we have begun here. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we continue to tell the Master of Death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation again with you soon.